Thank you for tuning in to the Fly Mastery Podcast, where our goal is to provide tools, resources, and insights that empowers driven individuals to become the masters of their financial independence journey. I'm Peter Donisanu, and in today's podcast, we're going to talk about whether vaccine hopes are enough to give financial markets a much-needed boost into 2021. Financial markets have posted notable gains month to date, and market optimism concerning the U.S. elections have been amplified this week by hopes for a COVID vaccine. A key question for investors now is whether news of a vaccine will be enough to push risk assets higher through year-end, even as accelerating COVID infection rates threaten an already fragile economic recovery. Without a doubt, the news of a means to quell the spread of this year's deadly virus is a positive development for our healthcare system, our economy, and the markets. However, of particular concern remains production and distribution obstacles related to getting this vaccine out to those who need it most. These enduring questions mean that the healthcare crisis is likely to intensify before it gets better. Even so, we believe the recent vaccine news, combined with the prospects of a concerted national response to the pandemic and potentially trillions of dollars in additional fiscal spending, signals that the light is beginning to shine at the end of the tunnel. If hope holds out and the economy largely remains open, then the current market rotation into cyclical sectors could continue ahead of an economic recovery next year. Markets moved higher this week on news of successful COVID vaccine drug trials announced by several large drug companies. These companies reported that their vaccines showed a more than 90% effective rate, which signals that once the drugs become widely available, the spread of the coronavirus could be curtailed as soon as the second half of next year. With global cases topping 55 million this week, top U.S. healthcare advisors estimate that between 75% and 80% of Americans might need to receive these vaccines in order to stop the spread of the deadly virus. While markets have indeed rallied on the vaccine's positive news, the reality is that three key challenges stand between the end of the pandemic and a full-throated economic recovery. First, consider the production issues. One of the large drug companies recently announced that it may have as much as 50 million vaccine doses ready by the end of the year. Now, keep in mind that each patient requires two doses of the vaccine to ensure immunization. Now, assuming that the other drug companies that have also signaled successful trials can produce a similar quantity, we could see vaccine production reach 100 million doses to treat 50 million individuals every two months. While these production figures are considered optimistic, if we assume that only 80% of Americans need to be vaccinated, then there may be enough of the drug produced to help stem the virus's spread by summer of 2020. Now, production is a critical first step in ending the pandemic, yet the next issue that we'll likely contend with is logistics of getting the vaccine to the right people. To this point, the drugs need to be stored at between negative 1 and negative 100 degrees Fahrenheit to ensure that they'll remain effective. While one company has developed a unique workaround to transport the drug, its solution will likely create a bottleneck in the vaccine's wide-scale distribution. This limited distribution means that receiving a vaccine probably won't be as simple as walking into your local pharmacy to get a flu shot. Finally, there's the issue of handling and administering the vaccine and the potential that mishandlings could affect the stated 90% effective rate. Traditionally, drug testing occurs in highly controlled, structured environments. However, distribution will likely take place in a real-world setting where anxiety surrounding the virus remains high, healthcare systems are strained, and doctors and nurses are burnt out or overwhelmed. Mistakes are likely to occur during vaccine administration, potentially questioning the 90% efficacy rate of the drug treatments. 
What's more, while an inoculation rate of 75% to 80% could help stem COVID spread, polls suggest that large part of the U.S. population is still unwilling to receive the drug. This fact alone could delay the benefits of administering the vaccine. Even with these factors in mind, some market participants remain optimistic that the potential issues related to manufacturing, distribution, and administration of the vaccine will be overcome. When this happens, social distancing measures likely will ease and struggling businesses could have a fighting chance to stage a comeback. It's this optimism that is arguably appears to be priced into the markets. That is, the potential for a sustained economic recovery, assuming that concerns about COVID begin to fade into the second half of next year. Now make no mistake, markets likely will contend with COVID-related issues for the entirety of 2021 and potentially in the years beyond. Of particular concern at the moment is the rapid rise of infection rates taking hold in the U.S. and around the world. This week, data from Johns Hopkins University show that daily average U.S. infection rates topped 160,000, besting peak infection rates reported during the summer months. This rapid rise in the coronavirus' spread has recently led to renewed stay-at-home advisories, school closures, and limits on dining and social gatherings across the U.S. While a full lockdown of the U.S. economy is not yet in the cards, these measures enacted at the local level could dampen the modest economic recovery that has unfolded over the past few months. Now, as it relates to infections, the prospects of a harsh winter arguably have been already baked into economists' GDP forecasts. Expectations are set for the U.S. economy to post a gain of roughly 4% in the fourth quarter as consumer spending and construction activity underpin growth. This optimism is arguably playing out in markets today. This optimism is evidenced in a rotation away from the market's liquidity-oriented sectors towards a preference for pro-cyclical sectors that have historically tended to do well during early phases of an economic rebound. Nevertheless, a key question for markets now is how quickly the resurgent infection rate can be quelled and what, if any, additional economic impact might come from various stay-at-home advisories and limited business operating hours. Looking ahead, an incoming Biden administration focused on broad measures to address the healthcare crisis likely will give business leaders greater confidence in a durable solution to the virus's spread. What's more, the issue of another economic relief package is not really a matter of if, but when, and this potentially could prevent the economy from slipping further into recession. From this vantage point, clarity around the vaccine, a concerted response to the healthcare crisis, and more fiscal spending may provide the markets with hope that the economy likely will recover even as near-term concerns, like rising infection rates, continue to surface. Certainly, incoming economic data suggests that the U.S. economy is on the mend. Business sentiment has improved recently, and hiring activity has somewhat improved, as evidenced by a declining unemployment rate even as weekly jobless claims remain stubbornly elevated. Consumer confidence is also steadying and is evident in solid retail sales and a surge in demand for home purchases. Cyclical sectors of the markets, or those parts of the markets that move in tandem with the economy, have actually benefited from improving economic narrative and greater post-election policy clarity. These sectors include U.S. small cap and value-oriented stocks, and a weaker U.S. dollar which has led to gains in emerging markets. As the U.S. economy continues to recover, this rotation could likely overshadow the liquidity theme that supported gains in the work-from-home and the Fed's money-printing theme that has benefited the tech sector. To be sure, as we pointed out in last month's podcast, a Biden win and the prospects for higher levels of government spending have set the stage for a pivot towards cyclically-oriented sectors of the markets. This view has played out in small-cap and value stocks outperforming tech in the weeks following the elections. 
Looking ahead, we anticipate this trend to continue as lingering election uncertainties fade, inauguration day passes, and business and consumer confidence steadily improve. While there's a genuine reason for the markets to be optimistic about a COVID vaccine, the real risk today is that infection rates in the U.S. and around the globe will continue to rise. Local leaders are walking a fine line between enacting more stringent safety protocols and shuttering businesses altogether. To this point, the Fed this week indicated that there's a real potential for a double-dip U.S. recession if infection rates aren't mitigated soon. And if this happens, the market's appetite for cyclical investments may come to a pause. Even so, this week's vaccine news, combined with the prospects of a concerted national response to the pandemic and potentially trillions of dollars in additional fiscal spending the months ahead, signals that there's light beginning to shine at the end of the tunnel. If hope holds out and the U.S. economy largely remains open, then the current market sentiment driving a rotation into cyclical sectors could continue ahead of an economic recovery next year. Well, that's it for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Phi Mastery podcast. To learn more about our research, visit us at phimastery.com or email us at questions at franklinmadisonadvisors.com. Until next time, I'm Peter Donisanu, wishing you and yours abundant health and prosperity as you pursue your own financial independence journey. Buy Mastery Podcast is brought to you by Franklin Madison Advisors, Inc. Franklin Madison Advisors is a registered investment advisor firm with its registration and principal place of business in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. This commentary and forecast are limited to the dissemination of general information pertaining to Franklin Madison Advisors investment advisory services and general economic and market conditions and are subject to change without notice. The information shared today is not intended to be personal, legal, investment, or tax advice or a solicitation to buy or sell any security or engage in a particular investment strategy. For additional information about Franklin Madison Advisors, including fees and services, please contact Franklin Madison Advisors or refer to the Investment Advisor Public Disclosures.